Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I have another guest with me today, Miss Ashley Lawson. How are you today? I'm good. I am good. <laughs> happy um, to be here. <laughs> thank you. I'm happy to have you. So I have been interviewing a lot of actors, um, directors, things in that nature. So I do have some questions for you. Um, okay. You were mentioning to me that you have done a lot of uh, TV, um, some stage um, shows. Uh, exactly what does that entail? Do you just do like uh, Broadway stuff or is it improv or do you not have like a specific genre? I would love to be on Broadway, but I, um, so, you know, I'm only in my early 30s, but it seems like the internet is still kind of new to things involving the acting community. So when I was growing up, kind of theater was the was the way to practice the craft and kind of start working on it, seeing what it was like. And um, so I come from a stage background. I've played the Red Fairy in Sleeping Beauty. I've played the Queen in Many Moons. So a lot of lead roles on community theater stage. And then um, I decided I wanted to do film and TV. And I will just tell you, it is so much easier in the sense that there's a lot more opportunity these days because of the internet and so many different platforms to get out there on and be a part of projects on. Um, here where I am, there's a lot of indie projects happening. I helped shoot a trailer that is currently out being pitched to networks and streaming services. So I've been busy and I've done it all. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get get started into acting was that acting something that you always wanted to do or is it something that you just kind of fell into um I, I would say it was kind of something I fell into in the sense that I didn't really seek it out I feel like if you're gonna take the path of a creative or an artist like that path chooses you you don't really choose it mm -hmm. um and so I kind of first had my experience with with the joy of acting when I was in elementary school, my dad bought our whole family tickets to go see Peter Pan at the Orpheum Theater in downtown Memphis. And I just remember thinking that it was so magical, both literally and figuratively, because magical, obviously, because it's Peter Pan and who doesn't want to fly off to Never Neverland every once right. in a while. <laughs> but, um, in, in the figurative sense that it kind of dawned on me in those moments that these people were getting paid to perform, to entertain people, to have fun, essentially. And I just thought that that's what I want to do. I, mm -hmm. I want to bring joy and smiles to people's faces. That's what I want to do. So what was the first uh, show? Obviously, you've done some theater as a child, but what was like the first show that you did that made you realize that this is something that you wanted to pursue as a career? Um, like the first show that I watched? Well, the first show that you personally have been a part of. Okay. So I, that was kind of a, an interesting experience for me. So my very first film that I got my IMDb credit for actually is called Baphomet and it was directed by Math and Harris. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget they, um, he had filmed most of it 
it, during the warmer parts of the year out in Los Angeles, that's where he cast his lead actors out of. Mm -hmm. And they had just a few scenes left to do, but they were using a haunted house that's here in the DFW area. So they had to wait for it to be an off season, essentially. So, and being that it was off season, they didn't have air or heat. And we get two seasons here in Texas. It's either really cold for winter and it's really hot about 90% of the year. And I of didn't course, y'all had winter. <laughs> well, sometimes we get lucky. Uh, and this was one of those times because the heat and the air were not on since it was off season for the haunted house and it was freezing. And unfortunately, the director did not know that that's how it was going to be. So we all just showed up in normal clothes and we're all like, and of course, this was pre-COVID. So right. we're all standing really close together to generate body heat. And we were only in it for, um, well, I was only in it for one scene, but I, I learned pretty quickly like that I should have paid attention to all of my acting books that I read for when you show up to set to take things to do to make sure you always have extra clothes just in case and all of that fun stuff and um, but it was also even though there was that aspect of it, it was so much fun to see it in action and watch the actors and one of the actors since it's called baphomet they had was in hair and makeup for forever and he was half dressed and so they had to get like a warm blow dryer to try to keep him warm and um hair and makeup for hours to get him to look like the devil and it was just so much fun to get to watch that transformation of that character as well as see how a set works because that was kind of that was my first project that I was on a big film set where you had the 80s and the production assistants and the director and everybody moving nonstop. And I just remember feeling like no matter what, at the end of the day, I knew I was 100% in the right place. Like that was my happy place. <laughs> um. So obviously pre-COVID, um, we were able to be close together. There is no really no mass restrictions or anything like that. So have you been affected by COVID at all? I know the standards in Texas are a little different, but um, how have they been following uh, guidelines and stuff like that? Or have has the industry not really been affected by it? So it kind of depends on the project, um, especially union projects that come through regardless of where you are. Because like I mentioned before we got started, I have representation in five different film markets. And I think that the union has kind of moved to everybody that's going to be on set has to be vaccinated. And um, so there's that. But the non-union projects, it's kind of a toss up as to what the requirements are. I've seen ones come across where you don't have to wear masks, ones that are masks are optional and ones that do require it. And I actually did some extra work for Cruel Summer uh, at the, I guess, late November to early of this year. I did some extra work with them and, you know, that was on Freeform and Hulu. And so it was a union project as well. We had to get COVID tested every Monday, Wednesday, Friday that we were on set. And we also, it was mandatory masks unless we were actually filming, in which case only the actors were taking off their masks. So, yeah. So do you, um, how, what is the average day like on set? How is the set from the stage different than it is on for like a TV show? 
it's very different in the sense that when you show up more often than not you have very early call times and it usually depends on if you have to get put through hair and makeup and how long that's going to take um but it when you show up to set you absolutely should plan on 12 to 14 hour days um you do get meal breaks included in there but regardless you're still on set and it is very regulated because there's that whole adage of the time is money kind of thing so you get you get your one hour and then it's right back to work but um but it's a fun kind of work so you don't really feel like you're missing out and you can hang on to your food so when you get a break next you can go back there and finish it mm -hmm. but it's not it's not really that i'm guessing it's uh different than it is working on a regular set oh yeah i'm sorry i totally missed that last half of your question <laughs> so and being on stage is different you know you go through day days weeks of all day rehearsals and and things like that but i feel like it's a little bit different because when you are on stage you have everything choreographed you know exactly where you're supposed to be you've drilled it almost to perfection and so the only thing that's there are the little things that might happen from one performance to the next either from the audience or the actors that are actually performing but um on set it's a lot easier to I guess kind of relax in a sense because you go one scene at a time and sometimes those scenes are only a few lines so you do all of that and then you get a break and then the camera resets to film the next scene or get the next shot so there's a lot they're long days on set but there's a lot more breaks in it as opposed to being on stage okay um so being obviously a female um i wonder is there do you feel like there's a difference um between how male actors are treated versus how female actresses are treated or is it more so of a status thing um you know i've not personally witnessed any of it to me kind of and this isn't even anybody's fault it's just a matter of who's around more is um you know people having better relationships with some people than others so they may get more opportunities um, than other people, but I've not really personally witnessed any kind of sexism myself. Not to say it doesn't happen and that other people don't have their own stories. I know that they do, but I've been fortunate enough to not be a part of that. Okay, um, so what are you working on? What are you working on now? Um, do you have anything coming up, any TV shows or any projects? So I, um, as I mentioned earlier, I have a trailer that is out right now getting pitched to uh, major networks and streaming services. I have a short film that I kind of did a day player role in, but I do have a few speaking lines and a short film called Not Nothing that was written by Suzanne Schmidt and directed by Kareth Lemon. And that actually made its premiere last Wednesday on September 29th at an all women's film festival in Beverly Hills. So that was really exciting. And then I also wrapped production on a supporting role in a feature film for an indie production company in Abilene here in Texas. So mm -hmm. that's in post-production as well. So who, um... Have you worked with any like A-list actors or actresses? 
Um, I think I think that depends on what you classify as A-list because if I was talking to my mom, she loves watching the Hallmark channel and all right. the movies that they have, in which case I was um in one of the gala scenes for one of those. And so some of the actors that were in that, she would definitely deem as being A-list actors. But um other than that, I think the biggest production that I've worked on that had name actors in it was was cruel summer in which case you know you've got olivia holt kiara aurelia um who has from what i have seen even on netflix my i was watching uh the fear street movies and saw her pop up in that i was like hey i know her <laughs> <laughs> wasn't expecting that <laughs> oh so have you had like a oh my gosh i'm an actor moment like have people been recognizing you or is it still yeah, I, yeah, I just act a couple of times, but nothing. <laughs> so, um, I will uh, not from a recognition standpoint, like from the regular public, but I'll never forget. And my IMDb has all kinds of stuff on it now, but I'll never forget when I got that first credit that I was talking about earlier, and I couldn't wait to tell my friends. And I showed all of them, and they got on there and they looked at it, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I can tell my boyfriend that I have a friend that's on IMDb." And <laughs> Yeah, 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 you can. <laughs> That's um, the other... um, profile thing, right? The one that actresses have? Yes, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, and other than that, it's been really nice for me here lately because I've been able to get involved in acting classes with some um, with some actual actors that are out of Hollywood, have a lot of their own projects under their belt to learn from. And um, so they all kind of require to see your demo reel before they will admit you into class. And I've gotten a lot of really good feedback from them. And as I've been working with them, they all have pretty much said the same thing, which is, you know, the, the talent is there, we just need to get you seen. So um, that's always positive. And that honestly, more than anything, means something to me, because not to discredit anybody, but these are coming from people that, that have been in this industry for a long time. They've done the work, they, they know what it takes, they've seen what it is. And so to hear that feedback from them is really something that I can carry and be proud of for myself, so. Mm -hmm. So uh, with that being said, um, anybody that wants to go into acting, what would be your advice that you would give them? I would tell them one of my, um, well, a couple of things that I learned very early on when I decided I wanted to go more the film and TV route as opposed to being on the stage mm -hmm. was um, I was working with Glenn Morshower and he is really big on taking the competition out of doing auditions and trying to get parts. And I, for a long time, I really resisted that. And I realized that was mostly because I didn't understand what that meant. I came from a place where I played sports, like everything was competitive. It didn't remember, it didn't matter what you were doing, everything was competitive. Mm -hmm. But I've realized that he meant it in the sense that it's not a competition because it kind of messes with your head when you get into that mindset. Whereas if you go at it, like the parts that are meant for me are not going to pass me by, we should help each other to make this industry a better and a safer place for everybody and um, also more inclusive as well. And um, and you know, it, it kind of gives you more permission to just have fun with it. And the other really good thing that I learned pretty early on was um, you as an 
as an actor, how to use your voice. Um, so like if maybe you're having a hard time getting into the mindset of your character, really letting your go, letting yourself go there is that if you can master your voice, um, you can get away with a lot more in the sense that even though it may not be showing up across your face, if you've got the right tonality, you can be worked with to get there. So that would be the other thing is take the competition out of it and learn how to use your voice. So would you say, um, as far as the industry itself, would you say it's more of an educational base or is it more of a networking thing? Do you necessarily need a degree in order to be an actor? Um, I, you definitely don't necessarily need a degree to be an actor. I don't have a degree in acting. Um, but the other part of it I do think is both. I think it's networking and I think it's, um, it's, the education because I mean you have to you have to be talented before you can really do anything and it's, and in some cases there's an exception to that because it really is a matter of who you know that's going to get you in front of the camera but I also feel like if you don't already know somebody because you're related to somebody or or whatever reason is that you have to have the talent to be put in front of somebody that's going to help you get your foot in the door anyway. So I think it's a pretty even combination of both the networking and the education. So what is the stereotypical um, audition? What is it like? Well, it used to be whenever you would get live uh, auditions is you would go in and you would fill out a sign in form and sometimes they would have you do cold reads so you would get the script right when you got there and other times, especially for callbacks, they would just have you use the same script that you did your self tape with and mm -hmm. you would go in, you would read for the director. A lot of times they do one or two redirects just to see how well you as an actor can take direction and how quickly you can process it and make those adjustments and and then you would go and maybe you would hear back and maybe you wouldn't and nowadays since we have self-tapes it's pretty much you you get the character breakdown your agent or yourself if you self-submit because you're not represented sends you the sides you either work on your own or work with a coach if you can afford to do one-on-one -on -one sessions to get that extra help in your uh self-tapes is and you do the scene to the best you can, send it off, and then they will let you know digitally if you have a callback, in which case sometimes they'll have you do another self-tape, sometimes those callbacks will be in person, but it seems like more often than not these days they want to do callbacks via Zoom, especially mm -hmm. if you're not located in the same city. So I'm guessing when you're at, you don't um, actually start getting paid or getting benefits until you actually know you got the role. Yes, that's correct. So um, during that whole process, are you kind of bending for yourself until you know that you, like if you have to um, travel to an in-person audition, are you kind of bending for yourself or do they accommodate you or is it, you know, it depends on the project. Um, most of the time, if it's a union project, unless the breakdown specifically says that they want 
a local hire, then um, a lot of times they'll pay for travel. Some even indie projects, if they are filming at, out of a city or a state that doesn't have a, like a big acting community, they will send stuff to other film markets and then put in their little stipulations that they'll, they'll either do travel reimbursement or they'll just provide the travel themselves. Mm -hmm. So it really just kind of depends on the project and what their budget is. Mm -hmm. um so as far as like actually getting into character especially when you have when they when you're at an audition how do you go about doing that like is it a technique or is it just something that you kind of learn um each time you get there um you know i've I've been in so many acting classes, it seems like every coach has a different way to tell you to approach it. And I'm definitely of the belief of you should take everything that they say, but then find what works best for you. Because a lot of times it's a combination of all of that. And I've felt what has really worked for me is to learn the lines and learn them flat. So like, don't give any kind of voice inflection or anything like that because then that's how you'll get used to speaking it and maybe that's not the way the character needs to be portrayed so to just learn the lines learn them flat and then get somebody to read with you and kind of play with it and it's for me personally i can always tell when when i've hit the character because it it will be easy i will be connected with the character and it will just it will seem very natural and um so that's that's what I do. I just play with it like literally out loud and find what works best. Um, I find that it's also really good to look at the breakdown so you kind of have a brief overview of maybe what they're looking for. But I've also had to learn to act and just be authentic with what feels right for me and that type of character that I'm connecting with, as opposed to being in my head and, and trying to do what I think they want to do. Because mm -hmm. when you when we get in our head and we start doing what we think somebody else wants, it's not going to be believable. Okay. And so we are running out of time. But before I let you go, I did want to ask you who, um, what has been your favorite person to direct with or to act with so so far and who do you want to work with in the future um uh in the future it's not any specific person but i absolutely 100 want to do british television so that would be great just as a uh general form and then my favorite person to work with um and i've i've not worked with her on set but as far as an acting coach and i've been on set helping people do demo reels for her is my lar park lincoln i did coaching with her she helped me get my marketing materials together um, i would love to actually do a project with her but if for no other reason she's given me a lot of very valuable information to to just carry and that i've um, been able to share as well thanks mm -hmm. to her <laughs> And lastly, where can we find you and keep up with you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Ashley Lawson Actress. And my Ashley is A-S-H-L-I-E. So <laughs> Ashley Lawson Actress. And then my website is AshleyLawson.com. And um, there's actually all of my agent contact information on there real footage, behind the scenes photos, all of my headshots and a contact form as well. 
Okay. Well, thank you, Miss Ashley, for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. If you have ever have anything you want to promote, just you have my contact information, just feel free to reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. No problem. And if you're listening to this, this episode will be up on all podcast forums within the next 24 hours. Thank you, Miss Lawson, for being on the show today. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.